0: Everyone knows how to play poker. Poker, poker. But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play. Where to play. And how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live. A weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez.
1: And how's everybody doing out there? Big Dave in this in these. Uh, StreamYard studio and uh, talking with a couple of special guests tonight. Uh, Joe will join us probably a little later in the show, but uh, he will not be on here at the top of the show. But I have a couple of local players, two great players uh, from the South Florida area. And we'll talk about what's happening here in South Florida and also what's to come here for the month of July with the WSOP online series getting underway. We're doing a show on the 30th. So tomorrow Uh, July 1st is the start of the WSOP online series, the WSOP portion of the series, 31 tournaments, one per day for the month of July. And then July 19th, the other part of the WSOP online kicks in with GG poker, which is a, uh, foreign facing site, European players and, and players outside the U S for the most part, uh, the U S players, will be only those who are in the state of states of uh, Nevada and New Jersey on wsop.com so it's a, it's a little bit limited this year and uh, some of the buy-ins are a little bit less Uh, but certainly a lot of the favorite tournaments are going to be coming along. One thing that uh, kind of interested me was when the entire schedule came out, a total of 85 tournaments, some of the familiar names like uh, the Millionaire Maker and uh, – the big 50 and a few others like that are all on the GG side. So the American players, I don't know if they'll be traveling to Europe to get into that, or maybe find a way to get on there, but uh, let's get to our guests uh, to my, two friends of the show that have been on a few times. Uh, Howard mash, who is the seniors champion, the current seniors champion of the WSOP won last year in the summer. Uh, he is from local from Coral Springs and a regular player at Seminole Coco. And also Michael Tate, who has been on with us several times in the studio. Uh, Michael filling in as the guest host when Joe was out of town a few times and a good friend for a long time. Uh, guys, welcome. Uh, let's start with Howard. Um, a big year for you to come back after last year's seniors title. Tell me a little bit about what you're looking forward to this year, although it's going to be obviously something completely different.
2: Yeah, it's – uh. I was on a pretty hot streak, had a lot of momentum going, and I was looking really forward to the World Series in Vegas this summer. I was, like, really, really disappointed when this whole thing happened, but it's all, I guess, got to be safe, healthy, I understand. So I'm going to be playing. uh, I'm going to be going to New Jersey for the WSOP, playing the seniors event, playing about 10 events, and I'm going to try to keep going with the GG WSOP to a um, I don't really enjoy online nearly as much as live. It's a uh, lot longer grind as being an old guy like myself. <laughs> I'm not able to play 10 tables at once and stay focused, and uh, it's really hard for me to I find myself losing uh, focus and making some bad plays, and I get really frustrated online a lot more than live, so I've been working on that. But- I
1: I certainly understand that uh, 10, 10, I can't even play three, but uh, Hey, you know, these some of these uh, young uh, whippersnappers uh, play, play two dozen tables, uh, Michael, uh, really a whole different scene. And, and I got a feel for you a little bit because you know, how closely I follow the game here in South Florida and the tournaments of our local players. And you really had over the last year, uh, pretty, pretty good, great deal of success uh, in your game. Uh, I'm sure you feel like you've improved, but uh, certainly you got pretty hot there. Then all of a sudden the pandemic uh, comes to town and uh, takes you out of action.
3: Yeah, uh, I've been keeping my cash game sharp and and just really waiting for the tournaments to start again. Uh, I've been doing a lot of work on my game and I, I feel like I'm ready when and if we get the tournaments again. The Hard Rock has started to have some small ones, as you know, on, on uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Tuesday, they do a $150, uh, $50 bounty tournament. Thursday, they, they do a six-max shootout. And Sundays, they do a triple stack. It's a turbo. And then uh, in July, the end of July, on the 26th, they'll be doing an $1,100 buy-in with a $42 max player field so i did play the shootout last week we chopped it five ways you had to win your table to advance to the final table where everybody was in the money and then when we got to five we we, we didn't even chop so i'm i'm ready to uh for tournaments to start again
1: they kind of just really dipped their toe into the water just slightly with a lot of smaller tournaments uh, I, I, it's hard to find a 150 dollars tournament at the hard rock on a normal basis but that's where they started with a limit of 36 players
3: Right, and they are—they're um, they're really keeping it clean, Dave. They—they they have a, a, a cleanliness staff that just goes around and, and cleans all the time. As soon as a player leaves their spot at the table, they come, they clean the glass, the—the the area, the seat, everything. There are the—the uh, the dealers have hand sanitizer. Every time you come to the table, they offer it to you. So they're doing a great job, and they do now have a seven max table design which is really good uh and and that helps uh i think they'll be able to use that soon and and we'll just have to see but in the meantime there's a lot of online poker available and uh and of course the world series coming up i'm thinking about doing uh, like howard i'm thinking about going to new jersey in the middle of the month on the 13th they have a a high roller a 1500 freeze out which for old guys like me when freeze-outs were the only way we used to play tournaments. I love playing uh, freeze-outs. And then the only other one that I would probably go out for is the main event on the, at the end of August because it's a $25 million guaranteed prize pool, and uh, it, it's the only way to play the main event.
1: Uh, Michael, you, you mentioned the shootout. Do you like shootout tournaments? Well,
3: I, I don't. As a rule, if there were you know, a lot of other options, it probably wouldn't be my first choice. But I, I thought with the hard rock, uh, the six max shootout just seemed like something that, that uh, could work for me. And I went and I played it and I, I won my table and, and uh, got, you know, got to go to the final table and then we chopped. So I was happy with it. I would I would play it again.
1: I'd like to hear from both of you guys on this, but let me start with Howard. Uh, you know, with a lot of six handed play here locally in Florida, I think uh, Sarasota actually is playing eight handed. Uh, and there are a couple places that have uh, added that. But Vegas right now, most of the places, I believe, are playing five-handed. Bellagio just opened and uh, they started. They were only going to play four-handed, which Joe Rodriguez, my partner here on the show, uh, said would not work. Uh, but they're gone up to five. What is the difference for you playing maybe five or six-handed compared with the normal tables of nine?
2: How? Well, I think it's actually a uh, a much bigger advantage for the better players because you're The hands you play, you have to play a lot more hands. You have to play a lot more aggressive um, than you would in a nine-man. And a lot of these regular, like a lot of players that don't play six-max don't really understand that, and they play too tight. And it's probably a big advantage because there's not a lot of these people don't have a lot of experience playing six-max. I've played a lot of six-max tournaments. I've played six-max cash games. I unfortunately haven't gone out to the casinos yet. I'm a little, little scared of it. Because especially now, I was getting ready to go out, and then all these cases started kicking back up down here. So I'm going to wait a little bit longer, but I'm very excited to get back and play some live. I actually really enjoy 6-Max better, because you get to play more hands, you get to do more. So I think it's going to be a bigger advantage for me, playing cash games and even in tournaments. Because I understand, I I mean, I'm sure other people do as well, but for the average player, they'll probably struggle a little bit in the 6-Max format.
1: Uh, Joe uh, mentioned that he thought four-handed was really going to be a disaster for the world of poker, and uh, Jonathan Little actually just wrote a story about how to play four-handed tables, and I was kind of surprised to see that he wrote that uh, there's not a huge difference because you know half the time first five or six players will fold on the table, and uh, you're normally playing pretty short-handed anyway. Michael, uh, the difference for you. With uh,
3: four, six, nine. No, huge difference. I mean, four players at the, at the table and one person is gone. Now you're at three. You're, you're a blind uh, two out of three hands. It's a huge difference. And like Howard said, you, since you're forced to play more hands, shorthanded, you, it's an opportunity to exploit somebody who's not as familiar with it. So the better players are going to do better. In a short-handed game, I, I, I do have a one tip for people who are going to go and play either six or the seven-handed table at the Hard Rock. If they want to have a little bit more room, get seat two or seat five in the six-handed, or get <laughs> seat two or seat six in the seven-handed. Because the ends have a bigger space. Those, those the seats otherwise the three four uh, seats in in the middle. That you know it's a little. It, it, it can be a little small, and uh, it, people are not used to not having room. The other thing about playing with the plexiglass is everybody's wearing masks. You have the plexiglass. You can't see if somebody is talking because they have a mask on. So there, a lot of the conversation that is normally in the poker room doesn't exist. It's not the same social experience as it is for, uh, for people to go. So I, I think that that tends to also uh, have better players Playing, and, and the, the, some of the people who are not as good might get frustrated and just uh, throw away their money because they, they don't like the experience.
1: I understand that social aspect of the game a lot. It's very important to a lot of people. I'm sure it's important to you, Howard. I know you're one of the better liked guys out there. Not to uh, blow smoke up your butt, but uh, (laughs) you're going to be you're going to be lost out there if you can't talk to the people around. Yeah, I
2: mean that. Honestly, I think that is one of my biggest strengths in poker because I'm like kind of a really nice guy on the table, but I'm actually really paying attention to what's going on, even though I'm talking a lot, being a nice guy. So that is one of my the things that I really do enjoy playing live poker is talking to people and just getting to know people. And that's going to be, that, I mean, that's honestly, I feel like if as long as the situation the way it is with the glass partitions and stuff, I feel like it's not going to be huge success because a big part of poker is the social aspect. I mean, people go to play, talk to people and be able to like have fun so it definitely does take some of the fun out of it it becomes more of just a grind and uh, they also
3: go they also like to be able to eat and at the hard rock not only is there no food service you can't even bring food and eat it there's no eating in the poker room so um you also can't have any spectators there's no just loitering around nobody's sitting behind you watching so if you want your girlfriend or your wife or your friend to sit and watch is none of that it's just it's a very different experience for now
1: when you talk about the new normal i'd say uh give me the old normal
2: yeah i agree 100 percent. like it's definitely uh it's gonna hurt poker long term as long the longer this lasts so i'm hoping that we can get this virus under control and have some sort of normalcy back in the poker world because uh, right now it's Definitely a whole different world that no one's used to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as going out, I don't know how much time you normally play out there. I know Michael makes a couple of trips, doesn't spend the whole time out there because he has a, f- a regular job. But Howard, uh, have you last few years gone out there for seven straight weeks to Vegas? Uh, and that- I,
2: no, that's I go out there usually like the first two weeks. Then I'll come home for a week, go back for two. I usually make three trips out there. Um, I, 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 this year I plan on going out there a little longer. I was probably only going to make one trip back. Um, I had a really good schedule played out. I was really excited. Um, but as we know, it's not going to happen. So hope maybe they might end up running the main event at the end of the year. They're saying maybe November, December, which would be cool.
1: Yeah. Well, we never know what's going to happen, but, uh, Michael, you, you feel like that you think, uh, the live WSOP might come around in the fall.
3: Uh, I would love to think that they're going to do the main at the end of the year, but uh, we may be waiting until next year.
1: I I think one thing that kind of leans toward that is that they renamed all these favorite tournaments uh, for the GG leg of the, uh, of the online series, which kind of gives me the idea that maybe they don't feel too confident that they would be able to come back live.
3: You know, it's not just coming back live, Dave, but you then have to be able to, draw a lot of poker players to get on planes uh fly stay in hotels and then play at a table with eight other people there's no social distancing at the world series of poker and and people don't even want to get on a plane to stay in a hotel so i think it's a, a long shot but if they have the main event i'll be there
1: Uh, I just can't even imagine them trying to have some sort of social distancing, uh, remembering what the hallways are like on a bathroom break of a big tournament.
2: It's the antithesis of social distancing the World Series. (laughs) That would be a breeding ground. It's like I'm actually really worried that even next year there could be some issues because I don't know, like people are just so different now in the way they think. So I hope that people just, as time moves on, we can get past this and kind of go back to the way it was. But one good thing my- is, I'm going to be the longest reigning that. seniors champ. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought about <laughs> mentioning that <laughs> right now. Instead of a year, it's going to be at least a year and a half. And, uh, I'm going to hold the
2: title <laughs> for two years.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, we, have
3: three,
2: we have three
3: Slum Junkie bracelet winners from last year, Howard being one. So uh, they can all keep their, their titles.
1: And Femi Fashaken, right? From the uh, Big 50? Right.
3: Yep. And who was the other? And Louis Z.
1: Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let me ask you this, Howard. Uh, obviously, it's heartbreaking. Uh, and I'm sure you would have loved to go back to the seniors event in a live setting out there and have people talking about you, people pointing at you and saying, oh, there's the guy that won last year and, and uh, probably even getting introduced or maybe even calling the, uh, the shuffle up and deal. Uh, instead, you know, this kind of takes everything down a notch.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a big disappointment. I was I actually posted on Twitter when they posted the schedule. I know where I'll be on June 23rd or whatever the day was. I knew planned on being there. It was definitely going to be an exciting tournament for me. I was hoping to have a good run again this year. It's definitely a good tournament for me in that format, in that field. So it's definitely something I'm really upset about. But you know what? Everything happens for a reason, so we're going to just move on, and I'm going to try to hopefully win the Seniors event online this a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and not to make light of it, but uh, your personal career really took off last summer with this win and a few other really nice uh, finishes for you at the Seminole Hard Rock, Uh, some of those reoccurring uh, tournaments at Uh, Semcoco. Not to make light of it, but – your graph of your uh, performance last year takes off and puts the uh, coronavirus to shame.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I was definitely on a hot streak. I had some deep runs and some WPTs, made a couple of final tables. Uh, I had like, a, as I said, I've been working really hard on my game. I've been uh, taking a lot of private coaching even after I won the seniors to, can make sure to, uh, try to really get even better. And I feel really confident about my game, but I'm starting to lose some confidence. I've been taking a beating online, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll uh, see if we can get that back running good in WSOP. But I definitely been playing a lot better. Was playing a, a lot better. Like even the last live tournament I played, I think I got sixth in that uh, Hard Rock tournament down at uh, Seminole.
1: I don't know. Do you if you want to share it or not? But uh, I kind of wonder what's the process of finding a teacher or finding some help for your game? Can you name your coaches and uh, how they've helped you?
2: Um, I'm not sure if my teacher would want me to mention his name, but he's a very, uh, very high stakes player. Um, I actually met him on a table. I knew because I've seen some of his videos online and we were at the same table at WPT and uh, I started talking to him and he, and I, and he bluffed me in a hand. And I started mentioning that I knew that I should have called you because I knew your I watched your videos, and then he started laughing. And I guess he already I guess he did know who I was because I had won the senior, so he was familiar with me. Uh, And uh, we started talking on the break. And I I I mean he's very very expensive. Like I pay like a big big number (laughs) three hundred dollars an hour. Well,
1: we, well, you know, he's going to rake you over the coals after you saw that payday from last yeah, time. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. But he's a really great guy, and he actually tailors his coaching to my, uh, to what my abilities are, my skill level, not based on, like, his internet gurus that he, because he coaches some of the top players in the world. So, it's really helped me a lot. I mean, I would have mentioned his, I, before I would mentioned his name, I would like to ask him. I mean, yeah, he might I have went, but, I get, uh, I get that. He's a... Uh, he's been a big help to me and now I go over hands with them and makes me see the game in a different light. I mean, it's hurt me in a little bit because now I'm like trying new things sometimes and I make some plays I normally wouldn't make. And, uh, but it's an adjustment period, but in the long run, I feel like I'm going to become a much, much better player.
1: Uh, Michael, you mentioned the slum donkeys, which, uh, we've talked about many times on the show that you're a group, uh, online that, that gets on Facebook and, and has a lot of discussions about the game, including, uh, you know, hand histories and uh, ways to improve your game. Have they uh, stuck together during the pandemic or did uh, people kind of just leave
3: poker for a while? Well, they've stuck together. Uh, We're on WhatsApp every day. Uh, I will say that the conversation has gotten political a few times and they Mm. had to actually make a rule and say, Hey, we're, you know, we're a poker group, so let's keep it to poker. But uh, it's definitely quieted down during the pandemic. But we, we also are on a WhatsApp group with uh, with Howard's group, with a lot of people who play at the Hard Rock and at uh, Coconut Creek. And, and that is a lively conversation that's going every single day, all day, all night, and a lot of players who are involved in that chat.
1: Well, political talk at the table is nothing new, and that can be a big problem. I understand that. Uh, I know that there's a couple of players out there that I – that I follow on Twitter and I completely disagree with everything they put on there, but, uh, uh, I don't want you guys to, uh, you know, divulge what side of the spectrum you're on, but, uh, is that something that you, uh, try to stay away from at the table? I can imagine that there's arguments and that sort of thing in live play.
2: I 100% do not mention politics and poker because it's not a winning proposition. I don't, want to get involved in it i like people i mean i don't judge people based on their political beliefs per se i feel like even if someone has different political beliefs than me i can still be friends with them um so i try just because all you're going to do is make people irritated the people that disagree with you and there's no way of changing anybody's mind so i feel like it's a pointless conversation
1: yeah for sure michael your thoughts on that
2: Um exactly the same
3: as howard i avoid it like the plague i don't want to talk politics i don't want to I don't, it's um, horrible for, for the game, uh, in a live game, to, to discuss politics. It's much better to talk about racing cars or, or, or girls or, or anything. <laughs> uh, but now that's what, one of the reasons why at the table now. There's no political talking because nobody's talking to anybody at the tables. With everybody having a mask on and the plexiglass, nobody's saying anything.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about that. I do need to take a break here. Can you guys stick around for a little while longer? I know I always tell people, oh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and it turns into three times that. But, sure, uh, no worries. You guys still available? Michael, you still available?
2: I'll stick yeah. around.
1: Okay, I'll try not to keep you too long, but uh, I do need to take a break. You're listening to Poker Action Line. You can always pick up the show on SoundCloud or on Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Uh, Just joined uh, them recently, so you can pick up all the shows there. We'd love to have you listen to the show, rate and review it if you can, and, of course, uh, invite all your friends. Uh, SoundCloud, there's a good uh, system there to share the show, either via email or Twitter, and uh, we hope you will do that uh, in the upcoming months. Uh, the World Series of Poker Online starts July 1st, which is tomorrow as we do the show here. lasts the entire month of July, so we'll be over the next few weeks uh, following those results. Uh, Howard Mash and Michael Tate joining me tonight. We're going to try to bring uh, Joe Rodriguez in during the break and uh, see if he has a few questions for you guys. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back after these messages right here on Poker Action Line.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
4: It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject.
0: How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though...
4: (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back to the show, Big Dave Lemon. Uh, we have Joe uh, available. Can we work him into the mix? There it is.
3: He
1: said, at, at home here, uh, looking pretty comfortable there.
5: Yes, uh, let me uh, get my glasses off the top of my head and everything there. So there we go. Oh.
1: Back working at a poker room in uh, South Florida, Joe, the casino uh, Miami Highlight room down there. And uh, you're also working uh, the casino floor some as well. So uh, these guys, uh, Michael has uh, been out to the Hard Rock a few times. Uh, last week, uh, Joe Costello talked about his experience over there. And uh, Howard has kind of uh, eh, feels a little uh, nervous about getting right back into the swing of things. And uh, I'm sure he'll get there in a few weeks. But uh, uh, I don't know if you've uh, talked to Howard before, but he, of course, if this is a the senior champion, uh, from last year at the WSOP. And I told him how much I felt for him because it's always great to, uh, ride in on your uh, horse as the champion and he's not going to be able to do that, but, uh, maybe share with these guys, your uh, experiences over the last couple of weeks. Now that things have opened up.
5: Well, in our poker room here, uh, you know, we've opened up this past Friday, um, uh, it's, it's been a little slow. We are missing a lot of our regular uh, poker players because of concerns for health reason. We've opened up to six-handed uh, with masks. We don't have the plexiglass like they do at the Hard Rock. Um, gotten a great response so far. At the designated player games that are also inside the poker room. But um, people are happy to be back. For the most part, most of them are following the rules. And... Um, The ones that aren't are getting very frustrated very quickly because we're right on top of them, uh, making sure that, that they're having their masks on properly. They're usually getting one warning, two at the very most before they're asked to leave the room, and we have thrown out a few people already out of the room.
1: Let me, let me ask you guys what your experience has been, how maybe, uh, you know, you haven't seen it up close, but uh, uh, some places are using uh, the plexiglass separators. And, Michael, you talked about that a little bit before the break. But uh, West Palm Beach, the Kennel Club, uh, tried something completely different. that didn't feel that was necessary. They instead kind of uh, limited their dealers to stick to the same table. Uh, maybe just one backup dealer to come in and give him a break and that players really couldn't just switch tables and join other games. Uh, What do you think about that? Uh, Is that not safe or uh, are you prefer the plexiglass right now?
3: You asking me? Yeah, Michael. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, at at the hard rock uh, Dave, they are, uh, they're limiting the number of, dealers who are at one table it might be only two or three that are rotating uh you can only make one table change request per day so if you're playing two five no limit and you want to change tables you can go to one other two five that's it for the whole day and uh and again as soon as a player leaves the table they come and they clean the whole area the chair the plexiglass the the area is clean before a new player comes in so the they're being very cautious, but uh, you know I was, I you know Howard Howard is, is not going there yet. I was there for the very first hand that they dealt on June twelfth when they when they started again. I was at a two five game for the first hand and played for a little while to get the experience, and then uh, again just went there the second time last week for the tournament. So uh, my experience with it so far is that it's it's sanitary, uh, but there are people that they have to tell them to put their Mask to cover their nose and, and mouth because a lot of people will be uncomfortable and they'll they'll take the mask down and it's not covering their nose and then it's not doing anything.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, Howard, would you feel better playing on the plexiglass as opposed to the the open tables?
2: Uh, I don't really think it matters all that much. I think if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. I don't. I'm not. I am i do not really believe like it's going to be in the air and there's still a good chance you're going to get it. It might give you a little bit more protection, but I just don't feel comfortable going into a casino setting right now. Probably uh, I want to see just the cases level off a little bit. I'm just, I'm older. Uh, I've had a couple health issues in my life. I'd last thing I want to be doing is picking up some disease that could do some damage to me. I mean, it's not worth it right now. I mean, yeah, as much as I want to play, it's just not worth it. So, well
1: you're you're just a young whippersnapper, even though you won the seniors tournament. You just turned fifty when you won last summer. So you're younger than me and Joe. I don't know, maybe about the same age as Michael, but uh I guess the way I look at it, I'm just I'm not scared. I'm ready to go anytime. I'm, yeah, I, I'm not
2: scared. I'm just saying like I don't <laughs> I'm not dying like it's not that important me to go play a six max game in a plexiglass situation. Right. For uh when I can just be playing online um right now i obviously prefer live but it's just it's not ideal right now in my mind i mean i'm i don't fault anybody for wanting to play i'm not like oh these guys are idiots for going to the casino or anything it's a free country you guys can do whatever people are allowed to do whatever they want um i don't judge people but me personally i'm just gonna stick it out for a little bit longer i've come this far (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well I'll let you know that uh I got furloughed from my job over at the uh, Dania Casino. Uh I don't work in the poker room but I work in the highlight side. And got furloughed over there. Went right out because I was afraid there's not going to be any jobs. People are all getting laid off. And I picked up a job bagging groceries at Publix. And so, uh, you know, I'm involved with the public every day. We Everybody ma- wears masks in the store. And, uh, you know, I haven't had any problems. In, in well, thank, thank you
2: for doing that because it's very important to have people working in the grocery store right now. Because uh, I, I, every time I go in there, I thank the people that are working there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. And people do tell us that. And, uh, you know, it it makes it makes you feel good. But, uh, you know, I guess uh, some people are more susceptible to it. The older people, obviously, as well. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm diabetic. And I know that if I were to get a serious case, it it would probably be curtains for me. But uh, uh, let's get back to it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's get back to uh, Vegas, uh, Joe. We talked about the online schedule, which starts tomorrow and goes throughout the month of July on WSOP.com for the American side. Uh, the European tournaments start July nineteenth and will go through September the sixth. There'll be a there'll be a main event. They're not calling it the championship event like before, but uh, uh, things will be a lot different. Uh, I guess surrounding that, Michael, one of our conversations that we've had several times was how much is going on out there with cash games and uh, qualifiers and 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 all the great stuff in all the rooms out there at the Rio that, uh, you know, not to not to make me feel bad, but uh, all that stuff is gone this year, apparently.
3: Michael, absolutely. I I would love to be able to satellite into the main. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I would love to be able to satellite into the main, uh, but I don't see that that's going to happen this year. Maybe there'll be some satellites online, but that's going to definitely affect a lot of people who would play because they know they can satellite in.
1: Yeah, it it changes things completely. And then, you know, the whole if when you talk about the social setting of poker and how much is going on at the at the other strip properties where people play in other tournaments, it's just changed things so much. And uh, uh, like I say, this is not our new normal, hopefully, and uh, we'll get back to it next year. But uh, it's scary when you see some of these paces um howard you mentioned that uh here in south florida some of the numbers you guys watch the news every day and check out that stuff
2: i do i keep a close eye on the numbers and uh very i have kids and i very keep a close eye on it i'd watch the news every day for at least half an hour i can't watch much more than a half an hour because i'll pull my hair out whatever i have left (laughs) (laughs)
1: And, Michael, as far as uh, news reports and, uh, you know, the stats every day of how many new cases, I mean, it's, it's horrifying at
3: times. Yeah, I, I keep an eye on it, but I don't watch the news. I try to stay away from it. And I, but I, I keep an eye on, on the number of cases. Uh,
1: Michael, is, I'm going to let you go,
3: and uh, Howard, you can stick
1: around if you want. If not, uh, Joe and I will, will carry on. But, uh, sure, Michael, I can stick
6: I want,
2: around for a little bit if you want.
1: Okay, Michael, we just want yeah, to ask great you. great
3: talking to you guys.
1: Michael, let yeah. me ask you one last question. Uh, yeah. as, as I mentioned, your game has improved tremendously uh, over the last year. Uh, what will you do to, uh, to get right back on track?
3: Well, I, I've kept myself – uh, busy practicing online with tournaments and cash games, keeping my game sharp, sharp and doing a lot of studying and, and, and reading a lot of articles. And I'm, I feel like I'm ready. Uh, so at, when tournaments start again, uh, I'll be, I'll be jumping right back in and, and hopefully I'll continue the, the little heater that I was on.
1: Uh, I know you made a sacrifice tonight for being here and I hope it didn't cost you too much money, but thank you for uh, taking the time.
3: All right guys, have a great night. Okay. See you later, Mike. Take care. Uh, right,
1: Joe, Joe, a little bit for you. Uh you know, as far as uh you know, the tournaments that you normally don't get that much chance to play in, uh and you've been busy with your other job, but uh, when you see something like uh you know, a seniors tournament that's uh, a little bit less than normal, I think. Uh, Howard, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a, a it's a $500 buy-in, and it probably was a lot more than that last
2: year. It's yeah, it's well, it's it's a thousand live, five hundred online, but usually I compare online buy-ins to almost like five x of what a live tournament is as far as difficulty level, and because you can do rebuys and it goes so fast. So like the $5,000 main event. Online is feels almost like a twenty five k to me because it's like oh wow online it goes so quick like lot you're playing and W S O P live is a freeze out too here there's gonna be I heard like twenty flights and you can play like so it's gonna be like a big advantage for the pros because they're gonna get to fire so many chances at it and the, the regular like I I mean I can afford to play a lot of them but I don't even really me to put a five thousand dollar ticket on an online term and i don't really feel that comfortable with it so i'm probably going to try to play a couple 500 satellites to get in and if i don't satellite i probably won't even play it i don't feel like plus i online i just don't trust it a hundred percent like people have like teams. i feel like there's teams of players playing out there and you're not really uh 100 know who you're playing against
1: Uh, Your game was also uh, on the, on the uprise uh, since last summer. Uh, You had a second place finish. I know at one of the coconut Creek tournaments, Uh, you had a final table at the lucky hearts in a uh, $1,100 tournament and had a really nice payday there. And of course uh, the rock and roll poker open, uh, you had a second place finish in one of the events there. So again, it uh, really puts a crimp in, in the momentum of the game. How will you get back on track?
2: As I said, I've been staying sharp by taking a lot of lessons, a lot of coaching, um, playing online, which online basically – my whole game live is very exploitive where I play with feel and I basically don't really play by the book per se, but now I'm learning a lot more fundamental poker that I didn't usually use before where you can't online really like look at people and make reads that way. You have to just basically – play more i don't know if everyone knows what gto means but game theory optimal you have to play more like by the book and that really wasn't my game but now my i'm learning a lot more of that particular style so when i go live i'm really curious to see how i can mesh that in with how i play well live so it should could be interesting Uh, i'm really looking forward to it I really hope that we could have some big I, – I, like 32-man tournaments don't excite me at all. Like, <laughs> it's not really going to get me excited to drive down to the Hard Rock to play a $150 32-man tournament. Like, it's just – it's not going to get my juices flowing, in all honesty. So I'm hoping there's going to be the day when we get the big tournaments back again.
1: You mentioned in the reentry tournaments, and uh, I personally have a big problem with those because I'm uh, – more of a novice type player. And I'm sure a lot of people of my ilk probably are unhappy with that. What are your thoughts on, on uh, uh, guys that kind of money their way into the, uh, into the cash stratus simply because they can afford to buy in many times?
2: I mean, that's basically it. Basically in these reentry events, the the pros with the big bank rolls are going to have a giant advantage because there's three or four hours of late registration. And eventually they're going to build a big stack and enough bullets, and once they get that big stack, they have a big advantage over the amateur player. So it's really the reason they do it is the sites need to make as much money as they possibly can by the more entries they get, and it's really bad for poker, I feel like, because what poker needs, yes, poker does need pros, and pros are good for the game, but they also need a lot of recreational players that can enjoy the game. And when there was a tournament I played, this was actually a live tournament at the Coconut Creek circuit series, I was playing a PLO tournament and I knocked the same guy out five times Wow! and we ended up, we ended up getting heads up and he beat me heads up. So I knocked him out five times. This guy was an elite PLO player. um, And I I actually knocked him out five consecutive times and he ended up still winning the tournament, beating me. It was kind of, that was kind of annoying. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He he he
1: should have split the cash with you.
2: Yeah. I mean, when you knock the same guy out five times, And he and he ends up beating you. That's like a guy at that level. Like it's hard to beat that guy. Like this guy five times. Like so. I mean, he ended up not even making that much because it was a two thousand dollar PLO tournament. It was a small field. I think even though he won, he only ended up making like probably less than me for getting second. But the bottom line is, he got the ring and I didn't. So.
1: Uh, As your home uh, casino, the Coconut Creek Casino uh, opened, I believe, the same day as the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood. Uh, They had the circuit event back there in September. And uh, you had a pretty good finish, 66th, which, uh, you know, probably was disappointing for you. But out of 735 players, uh, you can't can't argue too much with that. Uh, How did they handle the circuit since we saw the Palm Beach Kennel Club uh, hosted for so many years and they stepped in. I think they kind of ran it without a problem.
2: Yeah, I, they ran it great. I actually ended up coming in second for the series of total points. Oh, I lost. Wow. It was a pretty bad beat. I took because the guy who ended up, we were me and the other guy that were fighting for the winner. He ended up getting it in with nines versus my jacks. If he, if I, my jacks would have held up, I would have won the player of the series and I would have got a seat to the global championship, which they actually moved to online. But they did run it great, but the problem is now I guess they lost it because they don't have a hotel, so they're not going to be running the circuits at the Coconut Creek anymore. They
1: going really? to move it to Tampa or no?
2: They moved it to Tampa. Yep. And they no did. longer they will no longer be running any WSOP circuits at Coconut Creek anymore, which is pretty upsetting for me because I live five minutes from the casino. So
1: have you but, played in oh. the, Have you played in the Tampa room at all?
2: I have played there. Yes.
1: I know Pablo Perez is up there doing a great job from what I hear. Yeah,
2: he moved from Coconut Creek. He moved over there.
1: And uh, what do you think of that? That That's it's taken a long time, but I would say they're probably really going to have a huge future up there.
2: Oh, yeah. Tampa's got an amazing room. They run it well. Every time I've gone up there, I haven't had a ton of success up there the couple of times I've been there, but they, uh, I mean, they run great tournaments and uh, they have a great facility, great poker room. It's run just similar to the Hollywood hard rock, which runs great tournaments as well. So yeah, once we get back running again, I'm looking for, I mean, it's, it's more of a pain for me to go there obviously than staying home at coconut Creek, but I will definitely make some trips up there for their circuit events. Uh,
1: I know that you do play some mixed games. There's not a whole lot, uh, of, uh, uh non-flop games in the series this year uh but there is a PLO six-handed game on the 20th is that what you're trying to get out to Vegas for this year to play that Um,
2: I'm probably not going to play a PLO online tournament I'm not I don't feel like my game's strong enough in PLO to play an online tournament for high stakes um I just feel like I'm a big underdog there so I'm probably gonna pass on that as I said I don't feel like my my online game's on par with my live game i would say it's a lot more difficult and uh as i said i don't focus as well but
1: completely different
2: yeah but i am still definitely going to give a crack at the no limit tournaments the 1ks and the 500s for sure um the 5k i said i'm going to try to satellite in but i'm looking forward to it i mean it's something to look forward to it's definitely not the same feel for sure but it's better than doing nothing. I mean, I've been pretty bored the last four months. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I can imagine. And of course the 30th uh, is some one day we'll all be looking at you uh, at the seniors event. And uh, that is a Thursday out there, a 3.00 PM start. So
2: uh, yeah, maybe great. I'll do some streaming or something for that tournament. That would Hopefully. be cool. That
1: would be cool. Listen, Howard, I'll let you go. Uh, we're going right, to take thanks. our last break and I appreciate you spending the time with us tonight.
2: My pleasure. Thanks guys for having me anytime. Okay. And we'll talk to you
1: soon. Thank you. You got
2: it. Bye-bye.
1: Okay. Let's take a last break here on the show. Uh, We'll get back and talk a little bit with uh, Joe Rodriguez. Uh, who uh, is coming home from the casino and that sort of thing. Uh, So, you know, things uh, getting back to normal a little bit. And we'll talk about that. (laughs) I don't know how much out there it is normal, but uh, uh, we'll take a break here on the program. You're listening to Poker Action Line. SoundCloud, good place to pick up the show. As usual, and uh, the Poker Fuse podcast page, the No the Hold'em Radio Network, and of course uh, Spotify, iTunes, all uh, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, check it out, and we'll keep trying to bring you great guests as we move into the summer. Here, you're listening to Poker Action Line, where we return with a final segment when we return.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
1: And the play for real game becomes available later this
6: year From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn upon the beach But what held the boy's eyes in awful trance Were the figures springing and leaping about the flames Darting, shifting, bounding toward the sky The eaters of men Only one thought gave him courage as he ran, his canoe ready waiting. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Yard Council.
1: Back to the show, Big Dave and Joe here on Poker Action Line, and we are uh, experiencing a lot of big numbers here in South Florida, actually throughout the state of Florida. I don't think it's normally South Florida's fault, uh, though there are a lot of cases in Miami-Dade. Uh, it, I just look around the state, and and it's clearer to me, Joe, uh, how many different regions this state is divided into when i see jacksonville and the behavior there uh the west coast of florida is a lot different from naples fort myers and that sort of thing uh certainly uh you know this is a very bizarre state and it's hard to pin one thing (laughs) on an area
5: that's the understatement of the year there big dave this is a bizarre state (laughs) i know you
1: I know you stay in touch with people around uh, different poker rooms. What do you hear from uh, different poker dealers up in Jacksonville at Best Bet, which is a huge room? Uh, You have those uh, rooms uh, in the Tampa Bay area and uh, a problem with, I guess, a room in uh, Naples area that was closed for a while. But uh, what do you hear as uh, far as poker in the state of Florida right now?
5: Well, uh, I believe that Naples room actually – one of the uh, state inspectors told me that he believes it was closed twice already, Uh, you know, because of people in the poker room testing positive for it. Um, I haven't heard anything about the people in Jacksonville, Dave, to be honest with you, but Tampa, we did speak with, I did speak with Pablo about a week or so ago, uh, right before we opened. Uh, He was kind enough to give us, uh, Jose and I, some uh, uh, pointers as to, Materials to use to clean because they, that's the biggest, biggest problem is, um, you know, I know we were talking with our guests about plane and all of that, but from a, from a management standpoint, trying to keep the clean, the chips clean. Uh, I know Michael said that when somebody leaves their chair, you know, somebody jumps in to clean the, the, the area, um, have you been to any of the rooms, Dave? Since, since I, the, have, since the I have. I have
1: not. I don't think I've been to a single one.
5: All right. Well, let me tell you the process of cleaning chips. I can give you an idea. Like in in Hialeah, one of our you know main competitors. It's a great room down here. Um, my brother-in-law works for them, and I also know the young lady who runs the room. She used to work for me. Wonderful, Adriana is wonderful. Their cleaning process, Dave, takes about three hours almost wow and they're and they're supposed to do this every three hours okay i don't know if they've changed it since i last spoke to her which was also around the same time that i spoke to pablo but she was telling me oh my god you know uh as we're finishing cleaning one set of chips and everything 10 minutes 15 minutes later we got to start the whole process all over again so it's very time consuming um High hands have not been uh, the numbers that we saw prior to the yeah. pandemic. It's, um, it is. It's a new, it's a new normal, obviously, uh, a new world out there. Um, I'm going to vent a little bit here now. I hope you don't mind. But not at um, all. Let me tell you something. Um, I, I hate to say this, but as, as we both, you know, as all of us know on this show, 90, 95% of the people in this, you know, in this world are good people, people who want to do something. it's that small percentage that always, you know, creates uh, issues. And I thought I'd see difference when they, when we came back, but, uh, you know, I got to use a, the the real pain in the asses that we had prior to the pandemic, who were just the, the, the a-holes of the room, uh, came back and uh you know we in mid season form some <laughs> <of this week. laughs> you know, and everybody else following the rules um i'm a person who gets loses you know i get very frustrated quickly when I see people who are completely inconsiderate to anybody else and then act like you know like they're entitled to do what they want to do um, and unfortunately, in my room uh i've had some issues with um Let's uh, actually, I shouldn't even say that, but been issues with enforcing this the proper way. Okay, I know how I would have handled it if I was still in complete charge of the room. Um, and I don't know why some of these people are still even allowed to walk into the poker room, let alone the casino.
1: Well, you bring a very unique insight to this program uh, the behind the scenes look of things that go on, and that's one of the things. I think we've talked about it many times, but people just don't realize that our regular listeners uh, that can be informed by you. But the whole idea of uh, people just expecting things to happen, uh, every preparation that's made in the room, it's just there the way they want it. And you don't hear them crying about it until one little thing goes wrong. So uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, the cleaning of the chips and the preparing of the cards and the tables and the signing all the dealers and, and brushes and everything. There's so much work involved and you get it done every day and you're not asking for thanks, but uh you'd be nice if people realized it once in a while.
5: Well, listen, like both of our guests tonight, you know, Michael says he hasn't had an issue going to the to the you know, he's only gone two or three times. Howard hasn't returned to the live casinos. It all depends on who you got, what guess you got there. you know we've got people out there obviously who don't believe this is as bad as it is that uh, you know there's conspiracy theories that these numbers are you know inflated for whatever reason to control us um, and like like I said, the real nice people continue to be the real nice people. Um, we try to keep the cleaning part away from them, Dave. So they're actually the guests are really not seeing the hardcore part of it outside of, you know, wiping down the the chairs and the tables, as Michael said, when someone gets up, um, if a table is running at the point that we have, that we've uh, initiated that we have to clean the chips, we just remove them. It's a, it's a slight inconvenience, but nothing that's, you know, very time consuming because we don't want to slow the game down. So You know, you may be losing one hand in the time process of replacing the chips that are in the tray. Now, my room, obviously, you don't have as many tables running as as some of the more successful rooms around. But um, I don't think the the players are having an issue with that. It's, uh, you know, because the rooms are doing a good job of trying to keep this away. We're using pure alcohol. Others are using a spray bottle type thing. Everyone is doing things a little differently. As you mentioned to our guests, you know, the plexiglass. How did you feel about the plexiglass to Howard? Are you feel safer or the masks? So different rooms are doing different things. And as you mentioned at the start of this segment, um, you know, this is this state of Florida is very different all over the state. And different things are being done, but, you know, with our numbers, you know, spiking up as they are in the state of Florida, I don't know how that's going to, you know, affect this. I I, I mean, if we see, uh, unfortunately, you know, the hospital beds filling up because of these numbers going up, will we have another lockdown, you know, another quarantine? Um, You know, we heard Howard say how crazy he's been, you know, he's been... (laughs) and that's one of the big things that we've seen but in my room and i know it's limited just to my room but people are concerned outside of the 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 a-holes that i mentioned at the beginning of this conversation
1: Uh, One of the last things I wanted to ask you was uh, I've heard a few differing opinions on the online World Series of Poker. There's an editorial on Poker News Daily by Earl Burton where he says this online World Series of Poker is a joke. And, uh, you know, he finds fault with, of course, uh, these guys tonight are probably in part of the majority that feels like, well, hey, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's better than nothing. Uh, we know that the WP is a live event that's been held for many years and this, everything's screwed up. But do you find fault with the WSOP for doing what they're doing? Uh, you know, they got to make some money. And, uh, you know, as far as being a joke, uh, Burton says this is not a funny one.
5: No, it's not. And honestly, I don't. Um, I mean, when this all started, I, fit, I kind of assumed that, you know, assuming that this wasn't a quick fix with the pandemic, which we found out very quickly, this was going to be a a long-term situation. I kind of, you know, I was shocked that they took so long to cancel it, you know, to the live event, because as we mentioned, I didn't see how that's going to happen. Um, And until there's a vaccine, I don't see how they're going to have those thousands. I don't know if you discussed that with our guests, I did. And they
1: they said that obviously the World Series of Poker is just like, oh, man, it's just one of the worst possible situations for spreading the virus. Uh, So we'll see what happens. But uh, they did leave themselves an out. They could put something together for the fall, maybe a main event uh, toward the end of the year. So we'll see what happens.
5: Well, again, if it's four handed, did you ask them whether four handed was something that they saw could succeed?
1: Yeah, well, they didn't think it was a good idea either. But but (laughs) Vegas realized it right away. I know the Bellagio opened the other day, and most of the rooms that are open out there are playing five-handed.
5: Okay, I see six-handed. You get away with it, like you know, because I said we've seen six-handed tournaments. I, I the game does change big time when you're playing with that few amount of people at the table, and the the pros really have a huge advantage playing four-handed, five-handed, six-handed for an extended amount of time. Now, you were asking how successful. Listen, we've been seeing these huge tournaments for for many years with the online sites, Party Poker, Poker PokerStars, Full Tilt. I loved playing in them. They were smaller dollar amounts, but because there's so many rebuys, so many levels to do this in, they made great, great prize pools. Dave, my biggest concern, and I, and I believe I heard Howard kind of mention something about that, whether there are groups of people who are playing in you know, conjunction with each other. Because let's say, look, I'm looking at you and Joe Costello here, and the three of us are great friends, and we could easily join a tournament and get on a table and talk to each other. Now, when, when there's thousands of people, that isn't going to do us any good yeah. in the sense that we're not at the same table. But if we happen to get to a same table, it would be very easy for us to, you know, hey Joe, I got this. Dave, I got this. You know, what do you guys got? And play accordingly. So, as I've mentioned for all the years we've been doing this show, Dave, security and 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 again, I don't know what what uh, poker site is is you know handling uh, this for the WSOP. Well, uh, it's,
1: it's their wsop.com site. It,
5: it's their own. It's their own site, right? Yeah. Their just old-
1: so you have to be in Nevada or New Jersey to play.
5: Right. But you know, I want to know their security measures to try to yeah, make that, sure somebody that, isn't. That's cheating. a whole
1: other story, and I want to talk about that a little next week. uh You know, you got people stepping in and playing in places, exactly. somebody and all kinds of things. Listen, we're out of time, so. Uh, we're going to roll and uh, we'll be back next week. We'll talk more about the series. It gets underway July the 1st, which is tomorrow. Uh, The seniors tournament we mentioned with Howard is later in the month on July 30th. Tomorrow will be the $500 no limit kickoff tournament followed by the $1,000 buy-in eight handed deep stack the next day. And then tournaments one a day throughout the month of July. We'll keep you updated on who's doing what and uh, what the stars are doing and we'll have a good time joe thanks for being with us so we thought to thank our guests howard mash and michael tate and also to our producer joe costello as we brought you another show here and we'll keep doing it as long as we can here on poker action line we'll catch you next week with another program